Hey, patrons, this is Brett at Real Honest Board. This is Rob at Dumb and Awful. It's just the original Winter Girls back at it again. Here we go. Somehow you paid for this. Basically, this is this is gonna be a somber podcast, obviously, because we're gonna talk about some heavy stuff. You know, we're gonna talk about politics, but I've also I made a life change, Brett. You know, I I hate to spring this on you, but the content gods must be slated. Uh, I just want you to know that after a lot of deliberations, uh, a lot of time alone, a lot of heavy thought, a lot of self examination, meeting with my family, meeting with my my pastor, examining my faith. I have decided, and I hope you'll support me in this, though I understand if you won't, but I, I have decided I will no longer be Volso. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So you've decided not to be Volso, so you're no longer, so you're, you're I have decided, again. I have decided to swap from Volso to Incel. I've, re- I've prepared myself to lay down my <laughs> arms as a Volso paladin. I I lie before you. I place my great sword, Thirstbreaker, and my shield, closed DMs on Twitter. <laughs> I lie them before you, and I say, from this day forth, I am an incel. Is that is that something you can choose? I thought that in means involuntary. In a way, I've been choosing it all my life, Brett. <laughs> Just with my general behavior and demeanor and appearance <laughs> and grooming and the way I treat women. I hope I've been a, a good example the many Volcel squires out there currently making their bones, fighting the good fight. <laughs> uh, can you switch job classes like that? I very much have. By keeping my nut, my MP has increased tenfold. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Brett, I'm I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this as a spur of the moment thing. I've I've thought this through, and the thing is, I'm giving up my vows after so long, not for a man or a woman. No. I'm not horny for something that mundane. I'm horny for a little something called the free market. <laughs> I know you can't see this, but I'm 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 pulling down a projector screen and I'm I'm pressing several buttons. This is basically Don Draper's carousel uh, pitch <laughs> right now. I expect several people will be crying. I actually <laughs> invited the whole community in to hear this. <laughs> but here's the thing: going in cell, that's a market opportunity, baby. I'm talking bing, bang, boom, big numbers, equities, arbitrage. I got all this shit. Let me ask you this right now. How many people live in China? A few billion? 10 billion people live in China. That means there's 800 million incels in the Chinese market alone. <laughs> you know what P.T. Barnum said? He said there's a fool born every day. Well, in the China incel community, that's an Elliot Rogers born every day. I'm about to make a mint on this untapped market. <laughs> There's probably even more than that because of gender imbalance. You might be looking at 100 million plus. Look, I've thought it through. I'm not thrilled about the pivot. If I'm being honest, I wouldn't prefer it this way. It seems like a hard life. <laughs> Everyone knows the way to do socialism is you have to be slightly reactionary, pivot to Patreon, 
then get some of that sweet cash flow going. <laughs> and then you figure out the socialism thing later once you got those sweet, sweet dollar bills. That's, I mean, I mean, I guess I realize that is dengism. <laughs> like it's literally dengism. Uh, uh, maybe, oh, fuck. Yeah, all podcasts are inherently dengist now, as I just realized. Probably that's why they're so inherently repellent. But I am going to talk where nobody else on the left will. I'm going to talk to these incels. I'm going to talk about incel issues, okay? I'm going to talk about why the new Smash Brothers doesn't include my Shiranui. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's too buxom for a family game? That's discriminatory. I'm going to talk about the unfair cuck moderators on the Paradox Interactive forums. That's right, your day has come. I'm going to refer to the Ot 50 ACP as a man's caliber. Not that nine millimeter pussy shit, despite never firing either. I'm talking real incel shit. I'm finally going to call out those people who post in slash gif instead of slash requests, even though they don't have enough source images to start the thread. I'm going to talk about foreskin restoration and how they keep changing the design on the phone chargers, which means you got to keep buying new fake charger pinhole cameras to spy on your sister. <laughs> we'll talk about phrenology. Nutting in the bottles of conditioner for some reason. Kingdom hearts. Never drinking or doing drugs because you like to be, quote, in control. Ethics in gaming journalism. Calling every athletic contest sports ball and thinking I'm clever. Learning to code. Learning to Sarge 10s using the mystery method. Alienware PCs. Cargo shorts. <laughs> complaining about how Jordy has 75,000 subscribers despite putting out only a half dozen very mediocre Rainbow Six Siege videos and being a fake gamer girl. I'm going <laughs> to argue for hard subs over soft subs. I'm going to talk about rifle scopes. That's right. I know about ACOGs and reflex sights and when they're good. I'm going to argue for not changing in the locker room for gym class and swimming with your shirt on. From here on out, as an incel icon, I'm going to ask girls if they like comics so much, how come you haven't heard of Squirrel Girl? I'm going to get emotionally <laughs> invested in defending one's choice of video game console, saying racial slurs to defend the First Amendment, and models, parentheses, trains, and Gundams only. <laughs> I'm going to claim Anna de Armas, ruined Blade Runner. <laughs> I'm going I'm to yell at my mom and maybe your own. I'm going to believe the barista and me maybe have a connection that I could act on at any moment. I'm going to feel immediate regret upon wearing a papier-mâché Pepe mask to a political rally. I'm going to use a $1,400 SLI GPU setup in three weeks of electricity to deepfake Daisy Ridley on a Belle Delphine. <laughs> soylent. Just soylent. You already know. <laughs> I'm going to spell ephebophilia without missing a beat. I'm going to say copy pasta out loud in any context, whether or not anyone understands me, because that's on them. I'm going to say, buddy, you come after me, you better fucking kill me. I don't give a fuck. I'm dangerous. I'm going to say Judeo-Christian and think it means anything. I'm going to buy a Mazda RX-8 <laughs> and complain about immigrants not contributing while being fully supported by my disappointed dad. <laughs> grow a patchy mustache that defies God and society, but then shave it because I have a Joker cosplay coming up. I'm going to talk about <laughs> Princess Mononoke trying unsuccessfully to bring back those shoes with the wheels so you know how you can skate when you're walking because I think that's pretty dope. Oh, I'm going to say the words bone-pressed out loud <laughs> in any context. <laughs> These are issues incels care about, like stressing about the grammar in your death threat to Rose Tico. <laughs> 
<laughs> Taylor Swift. Game theory that you haven't got around to actually studying, but you pretty much get the gist of it. Mumbling under your breath while walking on an otherwise beautiful day. Installing a printer for a girl you used to go to high school with and you're seeing for the first time on your first Thanksgiving back from college, but you think it might quote unquote score you points. <laughs> These are incel issues. No one else is talking about backgammon, self-identifying as a storm chaser, buying a $5,000 katana made of meteorite and dropping it in your stepdad's pool when swinging at a stack of tatami or advocating for reply guy rights. <laughs> and starting today, all that shit changes. <laughs> so here's the thing. Volcel means voluntarily celibate, right? It's voluntarily celibate, excuse me, right? And incel is involuntarily celibate, which implies yes. that at some point you did attempt to fuck somebody and it went poorly. And that's how you know you're an incel, which means first you broke your Volcel vows, you piece of shit. Not a real paladin. No, see, here's, here's the thing. <laughs> this logic one, dojo, baby. No, that's not logic dojo. That's privilege. Uh, that is so <laughs> often the case with people like you. You know, you, you think that you can logic your way into understanding the lived experiences of others. But no, what I'm saying is that as a vol cell, I know the basic tenets of having sex and they're there. Should I forsake my oath? I know what to do. But with incel, it's saying, you know what? I don't need to hold on to this anymore. I'm just going to go full, no showers, top tier raid guild <laughs> in EverQuest. Oh, shit. Yeah, that is. That's heavy stuff. It's knowing the light and the dark, but finally walking it freely. <laughs> <laughs> the Volcel guards the light, right? He, he is the bastion against the darkness of incel. And the incel says, you know what? Who gives a shit? I actually do want a body pillow. It helps me sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I'd make a Star Wars reference, but now that you're incel, that seems like your job. I see what you did there. I don't appreciate it. Look, this is. <laughs> I know I'm going to suffer for this. Look, I'm the Steve Jobs of incels, okay? I'll probably die early and stress about making the perfect marketable product for these people until the day I die. But it's just, this is what I've, this is what I've been reduced to. Like, I would love to see, I would love to not have to do this. I would love to just be able to do the Polish thing, you know, as an identity. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't get those sweet dineros, you know? That doesn't move markets. <laughs> 800 million Chinese incels, Okay. I know where my bread is buttered. I hope one day we can have, you know, a real Polish appreciation. I feel like it's getting there. You know, it's like right now Poland is sort of where China was a bit ago. Like, you know how China, like anytime you had bumper stickers that were like American made, if you look at the back, it was like made in China. Mm -hmm. Like Poland is kind of getting there. Like Poland is crypto responsible for a lot of American cultural products like John Krasinski, Polish, <laughs> The Witcher. That's gonna be that could be the next Game of Thrones. That's yeah. Polish. The Nazi next to you at a rally, Honestly, probably Polish, <laughs> probably Pol and that's a big part of American culture right now. <laughs> yeah, it is. Right. So like maybe one day there'll be Polish weebs like there are like you know Japanese weebs or Korea boos and all that, and that's the dream. Like I would love to see you know, people falling in love with a Polish girl that they met on a language exchange app or, you know, getting body pillows shaped like an oversized, though still extremely stern Polish girl. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see people calling people Korva and telling people they're going to move to Katowice to teach English. <laughs> I want, 
weebs moving to some shitty school in Poland. All of them. The law requires one-fifth of all professors to be horses. Among that fifth, 70% are male. There's no gender equity in Poland. I want Polish weebs moving to Poland to teach elementary school. I want to see S-beauty regiments. What is it? It's like K-beauty, only it's Slavic beauty. <laughs> I want to see it. What are, what are the S-beauty products, Rob? It's, no, here's the thing. S-beauty is <laughs> just when you steal whatever drugs are in the magnetic smuggler's box under your uncle's uh, car. <laughs> and then you just, you just huff them until you feel beautiful. <laughs> I want to see nerds singing Bratkan Republika in the Polish horribly and mangling it. I want to see like a Vietnamese dude who studied Polish for 10 years for no reason just hang out in Greenpoint making YouTube videos like, hey, time to level up on this Polish bitch. <laughs> that's where I'd like to be, but that's not going to happen anytime soon from what I can tell. So it's just all incels now. From, so from now on, I lay down my arms and I will exist not as a Volcel paladin, but as an incel rogue. Get at me or don't. I'm never having sex again. <laughs> I'm a sophisticated man of leisure like everyone on 4chan thinks they are. <laughs> All right. I'm going to read something. I, I've listened to the Patreons, and apparently what they want is the Polish idiot with the lisp to read more. I don't know why. I don't know why that is the case. I don't understand. But look, I don't understand basically anything. Just a blank slate, walking around, pointing at stuff, calling it dope. So that's the level <laughs> I'm at. And you guys want me to read more? Let's do a reading series. Uh, all respect to Chapo. That's what this is. Why well, try to change the name? We're just going to read an article that we saw that touched my heart. Now, Brett has not heard this article. Correct. This will be his first time and your first time. Basically, it's an article in The Guardian. That's a very fancy English paper. You know, so this is very sophisticated. Uh, it's written by Jordan Blumetti. And the title is Purist vs. Partiers, the battle between two popular nudist resorts. <laughs> One of Florida's oldest and most staid communities, Lake Como, a nearby Caliente Club struggle with being misunderstood <laughs> Club. and with each other. <laughs> Uh, well, one of those is winning the name battle. I already have suspicions about where these are, but continue. This was published today. The article begins. I'll tell you the first two words. Mike Cush. <laughs> Mike Cush punches the gas on a golf cart, the wind tousling his grizzled ponytail. You look hot, he says, waving a disapproving hand at my trousers. Feel free to take your clothes off. <laughs> By the way, you look Wait. hot, take your trousers off. That that does not work. I can attest to that. Even if you're Benedict Cumberbatch, that that doesn't work. But what if you have a gray ponytail and you're already naked? It, I'm just imagining you doing all like the, the Sherlock shit. You're like, mm, mm, a sweat, bead of perspiration, tan lined. Uh, oh, you must be hot. Take your trousers off. It's never worked. <laughs> it's never worked. Mike Cush punches the gas. And he says, feel free to take your clothes off. A husky man, Cush, takes up most of the seat, leaving only a few hallowed centimeters between me and his naked body. We're speeding <laughs> through the residential streets of the Lake Como Family Nudist Resort in Pasco County, Florida. It's a Saturday morning. Is it Cuomo or Como? Como. Okay. 
C-O-M-O. It's a Saturday morning and families are sunbathing around the community pool and clubhouse. The air is thick with the languid warmth of summer camp. So currently there's a fat nude man named Kush sat next to you in a car. So this could be anywhere in Florida. This could be anywhere in Florida so far. We need more information. We do. Also loving the writer. Who is this again? This is Jordan Blumetti, who really earns his pay with this I got to say, he, he committed. He's putting in work. Lake Como is one of 13 nudist resorts and neighborhoods that pepper a 15-mile stretch of US-41, running through the rural heart of Pasco County, there just inland of Tampa Bay, there Florida. Is. Clothing is required by law everywhere outside of the confines of each resort or neighborhood. The thing to me that like weirds me out is that there's 13 nude resorts on one small stretch of highway outside Tampa. That means at one point there were 12 nude resorts, and someone's <laughs> like, we need more nude resorts! The market needs more nude Floridians. It demands it. One more. One more, guys. And that also means right now there's some guy in Florida who's like, got to say it, what about 14? What if I'm lucky number 14 in the nude market on U.S. uh, whatever the fuck outside of Tampa? Before you get excited, the age range on that is all 50 plus. Just think the Bob's Burgers episode where they go to visit uh, Linda's parents and they're at a swinger retirement home. That is that is the population at these places. Yeah, well, you know what? That Your predisposition towards these nudists is covered in the article because it's not all about sex. Oh, I apologize. In fact, it's not about sex at all or it's all about sex. This I should have I should have trusted Jordan. This is the crux of the article, right? Oh. This is the conflict of this particular piece. So I'll continue. Some resorts are nothing more than a cluster of trailer parks, but others are primly landscaped and lined with stucco mansions. Quote, <laughs> but Lake Como was the original, Cush says. I like that because it's like trailers and mansions at the nudist colony. You, you just, there's, it's sick to think that there's income inequality even among nudists. So like there's rich resorts you could stay at where the wealthy are just like, I don't want to see the cock and balls of any pores. I'm a former boat shop owner. I can't. Show me the richest balls in fact. <laughs> Only balls that have been bathed daily in olive oil. Uh, I also just like the whole trailer, uh, uh, a cluster of trailer parks with people naked. How many of these are actual nudist colonies and how many are the people who just don't have heat and it's the summer in Florida? It's just trailer boys <laughs> and it's just like, oh, sexy Julie. <laughs> it's like, please don't objectify me. I'm just trying to play billiards. <laughs> In 1941, Ava Weaver Brubaker, a tax lawyer from Tampa, bought this plot of land on a 350-acre orange grove after his doctor had prescribed nude sunbathing to treat a rare skin disease. <laughs> no, nope. You could just wild out back then. <laughs> uh, 100% that doctor was just joking. The dude was like, you know what I'll do? I'll buy an orange grove and a mansion. Uh, as your doctor, uh, the only prescription for you, I'm sad to say, is sunbathing nude. <laughs> uh, that's unfortunate, but uh, just you know, if you want to let me know where you were doing it <laughs> and then what the primary sight lines there are for the sun, for the sun and the solar <laughs> optics, I mean. I just want you to know, Today, the same day, Jezebel posted an article about this woman on Instagram who is talking about giving her butthole nude sunbathing daily to improve your mood and healing. (laughs) So it's making a comeback. Here's the thing. There's a vitamin D on your asshole (laughs) joke. But as of today, no scholar nor scientist has been able to find it. Mm. 
He and his wife, Dorothy, grew fond of the practice and started inviting their friends. Within a few years, they were taking out classified ads in nudist journals and selling memberships. Now, Pasco County is now considered to be the nudist capital of the world. <laughs> Shout out to Florida. <laughs> got him. That's my hometown. Fuck off, Iberia. Tampa's got you now. <laughs> Pasco County is considered to be the nudist capital of the world. Nowhere else has a larger year-round population of nudists or naturists the preferred term. They've played an integral role in the local economy for decades. The bed and sales tax revenue generated from the 10,000 permanent residents and nearly 1 million annual tourists helps fund everything from school districts to law enforcement. So, you know, with all the tax revenue, as they say, 10,000 permanent residents, 1 million annual tourists, it goes to fund everything from school districts to law enforcement. So, you know, these guys aren't just hanging dong for no reason. They're hanging dong for the kids and the cops. They're hanging dong to support the police as well. <laughs> it's just an, Ameri- this is an American flag with, with a line of blue balls across it. <laughs> these are true patriots, these Tampa nudists. I'll continue. There's a neighborhood or resort for every flavor. Couples, singles, swingers, multi-generational families, LGBTQ people, retirees. But as different varieties of nudists decamped to Pasco County over the years, an ideological gulf has formed. Ideology. You hate to see it. Uh, it always gets in the way. On one side, there's Lake Como, the oldest and surely the most staid, which upholds the traditional nudist values. No PDA, no sexual overtones, and where children are welcome. No erections. I should hope so. <laughs> <laughs> then... There's the Caliente Club and Resort, a natural adversary just up the road. Erections required. Known for its wild swinger parties and body social media campaigns. <laughs> Both <laughs> represent the profile of naturism in America and Tampa today. Both struggle with being misunderstood by the outside world and share the common goal of normalizing naturism. But they, they spend a considerable amount of time grappling with each other. Quote, it's sad how the outside world looks at us. Karen McCullen, president of the Lake Como Co-op, tells me inside <laughs> a screened-in porch bar called the Butt Hut. <laughs> she has a helmet of lank, straw-colored hair. It's tone enhanced by the contrast of her chestnutty brown skin. The greatest misconception about their lifestyle, McMullen says, is that it's sexual in nature. It has absolutely nothing to do with sex, she says. It's much deeper than that. Whether they were raised in nudist families or introduced to it as adults, Pasco County is filled with people who have eschewed conventional lives in favor of this enclave. They say stripping one's clothes leads to an immediate dissolution of the ego. Once they're no longer obscured, bodies and any perceived differences are rendered invisible. It's the only way to achieve authentic social parity. Quote, we took off our fears and inhibitions when we got here, McMullen, who's lived at the resort since 2012, says. We just trust each other. You see here, Brett, a photo of the butt hut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, it's a large, bald man wearing only a jean jacket. Shadows very properly placed <laughs> to cover things. Contemporary naturism began in Germany in the early 20th century as a folk medicine panacea and then transformed during the post-war years into a manner of dissent from the authoritarian rule of the German Democratic Republic. Conversely, the origins of American naturism, naturism, natu- I'm, 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 I'm just going to wing it every time yeah. I see that word. Conversely, the origins of American naturism are socialistic. 
Lee Baxendall, a prominent figure of the new left, dedicated the second act of his life to nudist advocacy in America. A nude statue of Karl Marx stands in the lobby of the American Nudist Research Library <laughs> in nearby Kissimmee. Okay. It's literally dicks out for Marx. First of all, in we, Florida. we have to go see Naked Marx uh, just to figure out. I think I'm not checking out Karl Marx's dick. You got to yeah, know. 100%. Like, what are we doing here? And, of course, you know, does the bush match the beard? Look, we have evidence. We just have to go to Kissimmee, Florida. That's up the road from my family. The fact that Lake Como is a co-op is further reification. All the money from daily passes for tourists or annual membership dues from residents is cycled back into property maintenance and improvements. Half the resorts in the area function as not-for-profits. If the principle stands that gender, race, and sexuality are immaterial, then wealth and class is too. There are reasons why nude recreation is gaining popularity in America and abroad, particularly with demographics other than white people of a certain vintage. Very kind <laughs> euphemism. According to the American Association for Nude Recreation, the thing that exists, it's the oldest naturist advocacy group in North America, which offers legal counseling and, lo and a lobbying arm. Why not? Uh, the Black Naturist Association, the BNA, is the fastest growing nudist organization in the country. Membership in the Black Naturist Association skews younger and has increased tenfold in 2018. From one to ten. Conversations I overhear among residents at Lake Como recall those halcyon days of childhood before we found significance in skin color or sneakers or the type of car that our parents drove. That's pretty nice. I like I like to think of those halcyon days before bigotry. Where you could just strip naked and dance naked around a fire with Abigail and then just blame it all on Tabitha's witchcraft. <laughs> Back where we were over that shit. But apparently, uh, that return to innocence is the argument for Pasco County being a utopian experiment worth preserving, though they feel it's being undermined by Caliente. Residents of Lake Como and other traditional resorts where children are raised and recreate have spent decades trying to divorce the association of nudism with sexual deviancy, whereas Caliente fully embraces it. As I make my way to leave the butt hut, a man with must-white hair, <laughs> an imposing frame, and an all-over tan corners me. He introduces himself as Rich Pasco. I was hoping I'd get a chance to talk to you about Caliente, he says. Wearing only a monocle. Peering down from double bridge eyeglasses. How dare you? <laughs> I live at Caliente. We arranged to meet later there, a few miles north on Highway 41 outside Tampa. In parting... He reaches for a handshake, and I have an instant flash of all the moments throughout the afternoon I'd seen him use that hand to gather his inert scrotum and clear a space so he could cross his legs. <laughs> Royal palms and a high wall of mildewed sandstone conceal Caliente's thousands of members from the highway. At the entrance to the palatial country club, I'm made to empty my pockets and walk through a metal detector. The resort felt it had to ratchet up security since the 2016 shooting at Pulse Nightclub in Orlando, being that it hosts large queer crowds. I hear this is the most, quote, upscale nudist resort in the world. With its full-service spa, fitness center, thatch, chicky huts, five pools, eight bars, restaurants, and on-site sex shop. The Grand Lobby Bar is furnished with ersatz gold accents and plaster replicas of Renaissance statues. I follow a stream of foot traffic out the back door and find dozens, if not hundreds, of nudists luxuriating below. 
a field of bare buttocks slathered with coconut tanning oil and spread across neat rows of lounge chairs like country hams basting under heat lamps. <laughs> Though Caliente has hundreds of permanent residents, it's equally popular, as are all resorts in the area, for selling day passes, weekend memberships, and vacation rentals. A part-time employee and Air Force veteran named Kevin greets me. Oh, Kevin. He asked that his last name be withheld, reminding me that outsiders often take a dim view of his lifestyle choice. He says that Caliente is lifestyle friendly, a euphemism for sexually open and experimental. The line between nudity and sex is very thin, he says. We don't allow anyone under 21 because we feel that nudity, booze, and children don't really mix. That's not Prince Andrew's view, but continue. As we round a tiki bar, he launches into a soliloquy about Caliente's openness to all comers, no pun intended, its popularity with the LGBTQ and younger crowds. Tell me who's gay and who isn't, he says, pointing to the conversation pool. Naked bodies <laughs> poking out, age 21 to 81. Various shapes and shades, drowning in Malibu rum and growing tender as the afternoon wanes. Eventually, I find Rich Pasco on the balcony of a sports bar. He orders a pitcher full of Diet Coke and tells me about how he sees himself as a global ambassador for nudism with multiple advocacy groups oh. and a political action committee, a PAC, dedicated to destigmatizing nude recreation. There's a lot of things I can forgive, but this man is disgusting because there's nothing more horrific than a pitcher of Diet Coke. I love two things, Diet Coke pitchers and forming super PACs. <laughs> Also, I guess I have my dick out. Three. <laughs> As a kind of stump speech, he offers a quixotic story of his first experience with public nudity. At a New Jersey YMCA, a lifeguard told a group of preteen boys that they had to get naked before jumping in a pool. Quote, we all dropped our trunks right there and jumped in, he says. We swam all afternoon. The lifeguard's name, Jeffrey Epstein. I have an internal reaction. The thought of stripping naked at a public pool is a boyhood trauma that would be difficult for me to survive without permanent <laughs> psychological damage. But Pasco says he's been hooked ever since. He explains that when he bought his house in Caliente, one of the first built there in 2004, the place still welcomed families and held the same rules as Lake Como. Adults and children were naked in the pool, and there's nothing untoward going on at all. Now that changed when the resort started losing money. Fucking capitalism. I guess to everybody, even the pure nudists. The pure Marxist nudists. <laughs> the MNs. The, the most progressive tendency you can have. All this changed when the resort started losing money. A steep overhead made it incapable of surviving on a lean diet of membership dues. New management started selling sex instead of naked family outings to attract outsiders. Rich is surprisingly gentle in his criticism of the resort. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Uh, that the moment when there was the crossover between those two is probably something we should talk about more when they were still getting people doing naked family outings while they were getting the sex people at the same time. I imagine it was like a binary thing. Like at one point they just walked out and like, kids, got to get out of the pool. People are going to come in it now. <laughs> <laughs> Adult swim takes on all new meanings. Jeffrey Epstein is just draped in a towel like, well, I got an idea. And they're like, <laughs> out. <laughs> Rich is surprisingly gentle in his criticism of the resort, considering he spent most of his life trying to convince the world that nudity is not inherently sexual. Now he has to walk by flyers for the, quote, naughty schoolgirl party in the Caliente clubhouse. But most classic naturists are less tolerant of Caliente. Five years ago, the resort was dismissed from the AANR, 
for damaging the reputation of social family nudism. With all the fuss surrounding Caliente, I ask why he doesn't just move to another neighborhood. Look at this place. He unfolds his arms to the lavish playground below, as if to say, how could Peter Pan yield his dominion? For now, <laughs> he balances, or perhaps tempers his enchantment in Caliente with the homely environs of Como, keeping a bare foot in both worlds. This guy explicitly supports the nudist family values, but just hangs out at Caliente a lot. That's just actually, that's... That's like the separation of church and state for Tampa nudists, from what I can tell from this article. It's like, you know what? It's all right to be horny when you're nude, not around the family. So this is the Don Draper of nudist colonies. With the family, he's everything society expects of him. But then he goes to Caliente, and it gets a little wild. So why can't he see a place for both of them? The family's over there, and then, you know, adult fun stuff should be separate. Well, Brett, if... (laughs) If you didn't unsubscribe from the AANR newsletter, it's because they want to promote social family nudism as a way of egalitarian living in the tradition of Karl Marx. Mm. This is anti-revolutionary horniness, as is most of Twitter. This is a thing that we have to combat (laughs) everywhere we see it. Yeah, but Trotsky taught me that horniness is always revolutionary. That is the permanent revolution because you can never stop being horny. At least this is the case for so many people. Sunday morning back at Lake Como bears a steady breeze and mild humidity, a naturist delight by the looks of it. They're mooning about <laughs> in smocks or moomoos, but the majority wear only Birkenstocks. Seeing them walk around Ugh. this thinly forested area, unhurried, a bit lost and listless, it's something prehistoric. There's something evolutionarily backwards in it. Rich Pasco unfolds himself from his Prius. Boy, Unfold <laughs> is doing a lot of work there. <laughs> Steps out of his ratty cargo shorts and walks bare-assed into the Garden of Eden Church, a squat, asylum-white building next to a cypress grove. Inside, Pastor Norm arranges Bibles <laughs> on the plastic tables. He has spiky salt-and-pepper hair. Instead of vestments, he wears rubber-toe shoes and a T-shirt that reads, Free hugs! His waddle and business end poke out from underneath the hem. <laughs> <laughs> oh so he's he's doing the full winnie the pooh as the pastor but wearing a free hug shirt cool also winnie the pooh didn't have his dick out i just like to point that out there's no business end to winnie the pooh unless you go to certain sites i will not be telling the sites jason mcmullen <laughs> karen's husband strums a few chords on his acoustic guitar as 15 or so parishioners file in the Garden of Eden is non-denominational. A small but faithful bunch most live at Como or in the area, but some drive from hours away to make the Sunday service. There's no communion, no theatrics, just fellowshipping that connects them to the biblically-tinged, living-as-God-intended ethos which fed early strains of nudism. We open with a hymn, Lord, I lift your name on high, and Pastor Norm drums softly on the table. His following sermon is a paean for positive body image. To affirm the goodness of our bodies exactly how God created them, he says, that's what naturism is all about. And the group nods serenely, the appeal universal. Jason gently massages his wife's shoulders. Karen closes her eyes and lulls her head. I felt like I was watching a scene from the early days before the community grew big enough that the clothed world stepped in to admonish and before a title like nudist capital preceded them. Back when it was just a few guys and girls hanging out with their clothes off with nothing to fight about. 
Finn. Look up real quick. How much does it cost to go to Caliente? Let's price this shit out. While I'm looking at the prices, should be noted, uh, calienteclubandresorts.com. Their phone number is 833-TRY-SEXY. You know what? This is, this is I'm with the Lake Como people. Like, you know what? Why does it have to be off? I could fuck here in New York. I don't need to go down to Florida. If I just want to chill and play volleyball naked... I don't want people trying to fuck me. Wow. Okay. So day passes. Day pass. Now, here's the thing. I imagine that's going to be the most expensive because either commit to moving there or getting a season pass. These, this is like the, the upcharge on people that want to come and gawk and, you know, fucking a hot tub, right? So what are they charging these people? For sure. Uh, so couples and single men are $100. Single men. <laughs> That's surprisingly reasonable for the crime of letting a single man unaccompanied into your nudist colony. Your horny nudist colony. Single women, day pass, $25. Yep, that, that checks out. So they are priced the same way a club is priced. <laughs> so preferred couple or single male, we're going to keep this pricing difference, $2,400. Preferred snowbird, $1,700. So it's up, wait, to, wait a second. up wait. to six consecutive months. Wait, so just so I understand this, a single male, I'm with you. Couples, right? They're saying, well, you're not going to fuck any. You're probably just going to fuck each other. That's no good. You have to pay what the single guy pays. But I'll tell you who we're going to give a little discount to. Canadians for some reason. Well, it makes sense. It's six months only, uh -huh. September 1st through April 30th, and it's more than half of uh, the full year for everybody else. It's not their Canadians. It's that they're only there half the time. It's only half the time. Okay. Single female, $1,200. No guest privileges. You will fuck somebody at the resort. Come here alone <laughs> and choose of all. You have the choice of all our slathered hogs. I just want you to know that no guest privileges. The no is capitalized, both the N and the O. To just make sure every alarm bell in your head goes off when you go to purchase that. Look, I would have <laughs> charged you the couple's fare if I thought you weren't fucking me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel like I'd be good at nudist colonies. Like at this point in my life. Early, like when you're young, I feel like you have something sort of valuable. So you don't want to tank the stock by just giving away <laughs> for free. You know, you got to be like, ooh, like bite your lip and be like, maybe I'll give you a look. Right. You got to work that shit. But in my 30s, like who gives a shit? This, this is this whole body is basically Costco samples. Like <laughs> take it whether you intend on buying or not. I'm here. Come around as many times as you want. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I'm just here to play billiards with this fucking fat slovenian i don't give a fuck about any of this stuff if you're behind me may god have mercy on your soul you've got that almost opaque pale polish skin though you you're getting straight skin cancer immediately or blinding everyone polish people actually tan pretty well that is the thing about polish people and, and slavs in general because they're indo-eurasian this is actually true of me i don't burn like an irish person i mm. get tan I just refuse to let that happen because I would fall behind on my raid tiers. And that's, <laughs> that's truly uh, the most insult thing you can do. Support me. Donate to Patreon, my new insult followers. <laughs> you see how I stand in solidarity with you? Anytime you see melanin on me, that means I've been fronting. So catch me. And until that <laughs> moment, donate to Patreon. 
You'll never catch that. <laughs> Florida is a bizarre choice to be naked with just the sheer amount of stuff that will attack your skin at all times. That is not the place that I would choose to be nude. Probably Arizona. Why would you choose Arizona to be nude? Less things to attack me, and most of them... Your concern on the grounds is that a a little caiman is going to pop up and bite you on the tuchus? Dude, it's Florida. It's the swamp. I don't wander around the swamp in general, but I... You're not going slogging in a peat bog with your dick hanging out. Have you been to Pasco? No, I've been to peat bogs, and I was still comfortably swing dick in it. (laughs) (laughs) Pasco is deep into the swamp. Let me just say, if you're an alligator and you see a fully nude, hairy, pale Slavic man, seven feet tall, approaching you knee-deep in peat moss, and you still go for the kill, buddy, I'm ready to meet you. (laughs) It's been an honor. (laughs) All right, you hogs. Suckle at the teat of swat. All right, bonus episode concludes now. I'm going to bed. This was Brett Adderall on the sport, and that was Rob at Dumb and Awful. But you probably know that because you're subscribed on Patreon. Thank you for your support. We appreciate it. I am now doing YouTube cooking, baking shows as well. The first one has been posted, and it should be up before you guys get this. So check it out. Uh, you should already have an email about it through the Patreon stuff. You guys get access a few days before everybody else does. And next month, December... I'm going to do a random draw of patrons and three of them will get holiday cookies uh, sent to them. There will be a multitude of cookies. They will be delicious. Something to look forward to. Thanks for subscribing, y'all.